0: Hi everyone, it's Marilyn and and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? And today we have an interview for you with Laureen Nolan Card and it is a great interview. I really am lucky for the teachers that come and come onto Membership for Your Soul and teach for us. My um, team member, Laura, finds these incredible people who just have just great expertise and she just knows the type of people that I really like and resonate with. I think my whole team resonates with people like the ones we have on membership. And so when I get to meet them during the interview, it's so exciting for me because I don't know anything about them and I get to know them. And I just remember having such a great conversation with Lorene and just loving everything that she had to share. And we're so in alignment with our work. You know, she really teaches you how to live the life you're meant to live and to align with your true self and, and self-sabotage. And you could check her all out at Um So you're going to hear some music and hear from her before I do that. Um, she also taught an incredible class in membership for your soul called Triggers Are Our Gems. Triggers Are Our Gems. And we all experience triggers and we fight or we f- run, or if you're like me, you yell a curse word and run. Um, and it's so great to be aware of your triggers because your triggers are your gems and they really teach you so much about yourself and help you to transform your life and transform um your relationships. So if you're interested in that class, it is in Membership for Your Soul. And you can go check out membershipforyoursoul.com and check out that class as long with so many other classes. They're just incredible classes in there and there are new ones being added um periodically. I think it's like every other month we add a new one. So check it out. And remember if you want to be part of my podcast party, go to a forward slash party. I want to stop saying parte, but I just love saying parte. Parte, um, party, and fill that out, RSVP, and come join us. And you're going to hear a little music, and you will go into the interview. Enjoy it, and I will talk to you soon. Take care. All right. So we're already live. I already started the recording. It doesn't matter that it's like this. So um, yeah. I'm just going to do an introduction, even though they know who you are, because you taught a magical, incredible lesson in September. Um, so everybody, we are talking to Lorraine Nolan Card. Um, she's in a woman's empowerment. So I usually do your bio first, just so you know, she's a woman's yeah. empowerment coach, speaker, trainer, podcast host, and yogini. We actually have a lot in common. She's been an advocate for women and children her whole adult life. Lorene's natural passion for advocacy led to a successful career as a courtroom lawyer for over 20 years. That must have been exhausting. Mm -hmm. Seven years ago, um, she decided that she wanted to support women in a more proactive way and became a certified women's empowerment coach. She guides women to release their self-doubt and limiting beliefs and to work with their emotions so they can attain increased joy and peace. Um, She leads women's public speaking training in Victoria, where she's proud to help women unleash the brilliance of their voices and ideas. And she also hosts a podcast on iTunes called Women Leading Change and is the founder of Women Thriving After Trauma, an online community offering resources, skills, classes, and ongoing support. How are you, Laureen? Welcome, welcome.
1: (laughs) I'm great, thanks. I, um, other than not being able to join you on video because of the power, I'm great. Yeah.
0: Good. So I usually, a lot of times they know this. They're very, we're very transparent that you guys write out questions for us to ask, but the, the really the, the first, but I'm going to go off cue uh, book. I tend to go off. Oh,
1: book. love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Good. <laughs> the first question I have for you, because that's such a transition. What made you go from court, courtroom attorney to the work that you're doing today?
1: Hmm. Um, so many things but i think ultimately i was sitting across from women and men but i was drawn to um, what was happening with the women that i was sitting across from so whether they were victims of crime or they were accused of a crime i i was looking at these magnificent brilliant amazing people human beings and they didn't see it you know they were living lives so much less amazing than they were and what they were worthy of. And there was this this feeling of disconnect from what they knew themselves to be and what I could see them to be. And so I get tired of, um, you know, helping them pick up the pieces and wanted to be more proactive about it because I'm kind of a problem solver. <laughs> well, I'm a lot of a problem solver. As you can tell from my bio, if I see... A gap and a need, then I try to fill it, <laughs> um, which probably comes from my own trauma background—a need to help people. But that's, you know, also my my brilliance. I that's where I thrive. So uh, that was the main reason that I wanted to move into that. And also, I've kind of always been a coach or a counselor for people. It's my natural um, essence. So it really aligned for me.
0: So the, what were you dealing with clients who went through trauma? I would imagine you were And is oh, that, yeah. okay. And did you experience yes. trauma yourself in your life?
1: I did. Yeah. I, and I think a lot of people do, I, you know, the more I delve into that area, the, the more I'm convinced that, um, most people experience trauma, um, and now I'm learning about intergenerational trauma. So even if someone hasn't experienced their own trauma in their life, which would be, you know, extremely rare, um, they have ex- their parents or their grandparents experience the trauma. Um, and, and I'm learning, the science is learning now that that is actually, that actually translates into your DNA and gets passed down. Um, there are changes to the DNA when there's a trauma. So... Yes. Uh, Yes, I experienced trauma. Um, As a little girl, I I had sexual trauma and um, I've had trauma throughout my life because, you know, trauma often begets more trauma um, because of some of the choices I made in my life. And then, then, yes, I was sitting across from, you know, I went into a helping career uh, with with people who were experiencing trauma at that time or had recently experienced trauma, yeah.
0: So I, I'm I going to stick with this trauma piece just for a second because, yeah. um, and, and it's interesting you brought up the intergenerational trauma because we I have another program called Soul Finder Academy and we've been talking about somebody was asking about ancestral ties and, and I don't have an expertise there, nor do I subscribe to it too much. But I do believe in what you're saying. I don't disagree with it. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really interesting to me with the work that you do, Laureen, is that I'm um, a victim of trauma as well. I think many people in membership are, like you said. And I wanna ask you, cause you do a lot of different great work. I'm looking at your website. Mm-hmm. What do you feel in your work really like is the journey for the person how do you help someone to and you don't have to go into details because we're going to share your website and everything of how they can work with you but mm-hmm. how do you help people get from the trauma to the power place because it's so deep like I was in therapy for like 17 years it's right so deep. so t- just talk yeah. a little bit about your work with people who go through that and how do you bring them to a powerful place
1: yeah well I think it's it 's multi dimensional um, and, as I talked about in my lesson in September, um, I talked in that lesson about the individual, so how the individual can get in touch with their multi dimensional aspects, but then even outside of that there's there's lots of dimensions to how we can heal ourselves or be healed through others and with the help of others, so I am one piece of what i would hope is um a prescription that involves a lot of different people um so therapy yes um coaching yes embodiment practices yes um you know so it involves the mind the body um the the energy because i'm aware that as um, an empath who's experienced trauma there is an energy that i sense that um can trigger me um and then there's the the what did i say mind body energy your soul your spirit your connection to that um and your emotions which can be a huge piece of it and and was part of what i trained myself in because i I am a very emotional person, and um, it seemed to get triggered by my trauma responses. So the body would respond with a fight-flight-freeze response, and then it would respond with an emotional response. And so it gets very complex. Um, And at a time when our brains are not really working to the best of its ability for us, Um, and we're in kind of this reactive mode. And so what I've seen in myself and in other people is that we are going through life in a reactive mode, Mm -hmm. which looks like constant chaos and constant problems and being a lot of victims to our circumstances and, you know, perceiving it that way. And at some point you know, you just get tired of all that. And the journey often looks like a bottom. You know, we we often will numb with drugs or alcohol or situations or sex or relationships or something to take us outside of that because it's so painful. And then it, eventually that will lead us to a bottom. Mm-hmm. And some of us reach really disastrous bottoms and some of us get a handle on things earlier on um and so when the person's ready they'll come to somebody like me or a therapist and maybe they'll the therapist will say hey maybe you need a little bit of help in addition to what we're doing here through you know through our sessions to to manage some of the issues that you're dealing with like you know planning to do certain things like you know leave a relationship or Um, things of that sort you know there's lots of things pieces to be picked up so um, my guidance is through the person so I'm very much going by their their map I'm not in control of this journey they are but I can kind of guide them to reflect on what's inside of them and give them some tools that I've learned over the years that have helped me
0: so uh, what, what are some of those tools that have helped you? Like what were tools or resources that helped you on your journey? And then talk mm-hmm. a bit about their journey. Like when you describe the journey, what do, you, what do you mean by that? Like what is their journey?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we all have our own journey. We're all individuals, of course. But I, what I have noticed, I'm, I'm also... sociologist by heart and by training which means that i am interested in the connections and the patterns in in society and so what the patterns seem to be um and other people not uh, you know with bigger brains than me have studied this um have found that there's kind of a general pattern in our lives and for me it was um maureen murdoch is um a writer of the heroine's journey mm-hmm. and sh- so it was in the framework of women Joseph Campbell wrote and studied mm-hmm. about men the her- her- hero journey mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's kind of this journey of battling your demons and some of them are external and some of them are internal and I think that we are all born, first of all, I should say, we are all born, I believe, whole and complete. And we have everything within us that we need to live this life. Hmm. But society pushes us in certain directions, and I would even go so far as to say that we are programmed. You know, we are given the scripts, we are told how to be, how we should act. There are lots of shoulds implanted in us between the ages of zero and six. We pick up all of our belief patterns in those ages, um, and then we start integrating them and internalizing them through, you know, our, our younger years and into our 20s, and we start producing trying to produce the life that we're told we should live um and then you know a little bit later in our 30s and 40s we start to get tired of it because it's not working for us it's not it's not real to us it's not aligned with who we are we're living by the shoulds and not the the internal guidance we're looking outside of ourselves so that you know kind of ties in with the trauma it's also the same point in time when we get tired of you know um trying to drown the Bad feelings, and it's like, well, what do I do instead? There's something missing. I'm not content. Uh, I don't really know what to do with myself. And at some point, somebody um, comes to me, or a therapist, or, or you, and starts looking inside. And that's the big, the big turning point is when somebody starts to look inside. And so I'm like a mirror. I reflect back to people what they're putting out. And I try to reflect back the really brilliant, magnificent parts of them because these are the things they often don't see. Um, they say that we look for evidence of to support our beliefs. And pe- a lot of people don't think they're good enough or they're worthy enough or any of the enoughs. And when I turn what they're saying or what they're doing in the world back to them like a mirror, they're actually astonished
0: Mm -hmm. by how
1: magnificent they are. So there's that looking, really looking inward and really seeing themselves. And then there's this kind of at the bottom at, at the descent, when you go into this kind of dark night of the soul, there's often a looking around for the pieces of ourselves that we left behind ignored forgot thought we're not we're not okay to be with or expose that we were ashamed of and we reunite with some of those pieces and we decide which ones we want to take on and which ones we again want to leave behind and those are sometimes the shadow what people call the shadow parts and then there's this kind of reacquainting I call it reclaim you know we reveal what has been told to us we um, uh, reclaim what we have found from what we left behind and then we um, can start to integrate those pieces together The, the parts from the external world and our internal world and Weave them together in a way that we can bring it all forward and be whole. And to me, whole is like it's like authentic, it's real, it's me. Like I, it's so hard to put even into words, but it's that part of us that we knew when we arrived on the planet, and that we those pieces we've forgotten or thrown away or ignored, and to bring them back in to our lives and embody that that is wholeness you can feel it when you're not whole Mm -hmm. and i think it's kind of a journey through life to become whole um some of us get there and some of us don't and some of us spend our whole lives trying to get there so i look at coaching and therapy and all these resources that are available and there's lots of them thank goodness um as ways of accelerating that journey, <laughs> so I go. I go to coaches. I go to therapists because I want to. I want to experience all this. I want to be like fully me and expressed in this world, because I only get this one time in this one body in this one timeline. So I want to experience it all, and I, I'm a little bit impatient about it. <laughs> So, I go to people who've been there and done that and can help guide me and accelerate it because I don't have to relearn it all. Because they can, you know, help me a bit um, because they've been there.
0: So, I don't know if that
1: answered your question or not.
0: (laughs) It does. So, where are you right now in your own journey?
1: Mm, Yeah, I am. So it's like a circle, you know, if you can envision. a circle starting out at the top where you're whole and complete when you um you are embodied into this this person this human and then you kind of at the bottom of the circle um is the descent into the dark night of the soul when every you know shit's falling apart and everything's chaos and then as you come back up the other side of the circle the left hand side of the circle um that's where you're picking up the pieces and reuniting with those lost pieces of yourself reintegrating them and bringing them forward into the world to be visible and then there's acceptance and then there's love um and really appreciating who you are i think i am somewhere between acceptance and love um i'm working on self-love which is has been so overused and is so important and um, has so many different variables and aspects to it that, yeah, I think that's where I'm working on. And I slip back and forth and, um, you know, some days I'm more evolved than others. (laughs)
0: Like all of us, that's the authenticity. And, you know, the, the people that are up there saying they've achieved it all. And when we know that for the most part they haven't, yeah. Um, I think it's such a disservice because, uh, you know, oh, yeah. It doesn't do yeah. well. Too. I
1: am nothing but if I'm not real, you know, like, what is the point in yeah. going through life and not being the real me? Like, this is not a game. This is, I'm done pretending, you know. Um, this is life. It's, it's wonderful in all its aspects. Um, there's no reason to be anything but me.
0: So I have a question about your spiritual beliefs because I find it interesting that you said you came in, come in whole and we're working on being whole again. What do mm. you think happens to us when we leave this planet?
1: Mm. Well, um, I, asp- I, I have learned a lot through yoga
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: about what I believe happens to us when we leave this planet. Um, I, I have a lot of questions yet it's interesting because even as a child i i had a lot of questions about spirituality i believe i'm a spiritual person having a human experience so i should i should set that out first and i know that's cliche but i do believe that um my dad died in 2013 and and i've had two kids and i have to say that those events have also formed my beliefs Um, because I looked at my kids and I knew that there was something they arrived with that was not created in the womb. Mm. Um, So it came here from somewhere else. Um, I used to say like my, my my son's eyes would flitter when he was a little infant and it was like he was still being given messages as he was coming onto the planet, as he was uh, becoming awake. And, Um, And then when my dad left the planet, um, it was weird because he was this big, larger-than-life man, and he died alone suddenly, and I didn't know. And it was like, well, shit, you know, like, shouldn't there have been an earthquake or a crack in the, you know, (laughs) a crack in the timeline continuum or something, time-space continuum? Like, it seemed like I should have known, you know? And I didn't until I was given the call. Um, so, but what I did experience, and what my mother experienced, because they've been married for 45 years, when he died, was a lot of messages coming through in different ways and symbolism, uh, through other people, um, dreams, messages coming from him. So, and I had a very freaky <laughs> experience on a beach one day where he literally sent me sea glass on a beach that doesn't get any sea glass. And Mm -hmm. I was communicating with him in that way. And it's a, it's a great story and I can share it sometime, but the uh, my belief ultimately is that there is, there is a universe um, and an energy and that we are all energy and that energy isn't destroyed. So we know this scientifically, and I believe that we exist in other dimensions, in other ways. What that looks like, I don't really know. Um, the yogic the yogi, yogi traditions say that there are the ethers. There are, I think, five ethers. And depending on how you've lived your life, you might go to the third ether, the fourth ether, fifth ether. The third ether is like when you become an angel, so you're still able to communicate with the earth um, beings to be able to guide them and the fifth is like you're off into, you're like close to being a, I don't know a god or something like that so if there's, you know and, and there's parts of that, that that seem to resonate for me I, I'm largely guided by my gut around these things, I don't know if I have any um, I don't know that I have all you know the answers, I just know that when somebody says something to me, you know, it either makes sense to me or it doesn't through my gut. So that's about, about as much as I can tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting. And when you work with people, you're able to, uh, hold whatever belief systems that support them. Cause it doesn't sound to me like it's this way or the highway with you. Oh no, not at all. Yeah.
1: Um, no, not at all. I, I believe in following somebody else's map because uh, you know it's not my journey i don't have the answers they do and so you know i i can remember when my when my son was little reading him this book about the different religions and the stories all came out with one thing in the end which was love like love one another um so that's my ultimate belief is that we are here to learn about ourselves and to love one another so however that shows up for somebody doesn't it doesn't really make any difference to me
0: so how old are your kids now lorraine
1: mm, 16 and a half and 13 and
0: a half <laughs> oh wow you got teenagers
1: i do yes yep yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and- are you noticing a different consciousness with them than what we had when we were younger? Because they're
1: totally. being
0: yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah,
1: totally. Well, my daughter is, um, I, I don't exactly know what her powers are, but I'm pretty sure she's, she's got preconception like, um, like ESP. Uh, she has a, they both have senses that, that are beyond what we think believe our five senses um and they she when she was little she would know things were going to happen before they happened, let's put it that way so i can remember one time having her in the pool and she like jumped and moved across to a different area and seconds later um the pool um, shower thing came on you know like she and there have been other things she just knows um and so And he has um, the ability to, he told me this one day, he's like, doesn't everybody have that? He has the ability to see from other areas of the room, so not through his eyes. Like, he's like, oh, I was, sorry, Mom, I wasn't listening. I was up there in the corner of the room, you know?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I'm like, oh, okay, tell me more about that. Um, He also uh, sees the colors of music, so he'll hear a vibration, and then it has a color and a, and, um, a pattern to it. And I'm like, he, he thinks everybody does that. So, <laughs> so they are tuned in to stuff that I never was. Um, and I think that that gives them a consciousness, a way of experiencing the world that is more, um, I, I guess, broad, if, if that makes sense they just see things a little bit bigger uh, from a different bigger picture um, and I, I also want to say that I think I take you know I allow that to be so mm-hmm. giving space for that and actually telling them that you know you've got you've got power there I'd love to see you you know explore that more and who knows what you could do with that I'd love to see that so without any pressure, just allowing them to explore it, you know?
0: Yeah. I think a lot of, uh, cause when I, be, when I started realizing what I was and what I had, I started remembering all the stuff that happened to me when I was younger, that I didn't mm. define as these gifts because I was told I was imaginative and dramatic and blah, 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 whatever. So right. I think that your kids are lucky because they have a parent that is doing, you know, allowing them to develop these abilities. And it also gives them, like you said, it it's a place of possibility. They're living from a place of possibility, whereas we may have been growing up from a place of limitation because of our parents, you know, and not their fault or anything. It's just you know the way no. the world has shifted and changed. Um, right. so well, I, it was
1: scary for them. They're like, "What is that?" And yeah, who knows what that is? It was funny because my dad um, talked about ESP all the time because that's what they called it back then, right? Yeah, um, premonitions and ESP, and his mother was extremely um, superstitious. <laughs> so you know, the generations have had their own um, terminology, their own experiences with it, um, and I think that until recently, it's been very uh, taboo. And depending on where you live and the communities you're surrounded by, totally, um, it's it still is right so mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah I try yeah, to make I, it okay I didn't even know my father's mother was a medium until I started mm-hmm. having a lot of precognitive dreams because I didn't grow up with her and I called my cousin up and I was like are you pregnant and wow. she said no and then like a month later she's like I am pregnant I couldn't tell you and, you have blah, 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 mama, pop, you know, I have a different last name, but anyway, yeah. it was just interesting. So it, it just all opened up and made sense, but it was like hush, hush for a little bit. Um,
1: right. Yeah. And as a parent, that's hard, you know, like, because, um, you know, my kids sense things and even energy wise, they can sense things. And sometimes they sense things. I don't want them to know,
0: yes. you know, like
1: if, 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 uh, if my husband and I are arguing and, yeah. you know, things are going on, but, but to not acknowledge it and say, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It is a disservice to them. But I think that, you know, self-protection has been the come from for a lot of generations. So it's like, no, 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 you're wrong. You know, that's gaslighting, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So true. Now you said something else that was really interesting um, about, cause I feel like it's a belief system that I have, uh, we're existing in different dimensions. Is Mm. this at the same time, Lorraine? I don't
1: know. (laughs) I I honestly don't know. Um, I haven't experienced being in different dimensions at the same time. Like, I don't have any memory of that. Um, I I do believe in past lives. um, But I don't have any memory of being in more than one dimension at the same time. Okay. Yes. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Anything can happen.
1: Yeah, I would love that. I would love to know more about that part of myself, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think, I, what I love about you is, and this is I love about the people that Laura finds for me to interview, um, I think it's really important for spiritual teachers, at least this is my opinion, and the people that I wanna interview and invite on, are people that, I was, let me just explain it this way. I was asked a long time ago by a television producer, what, do, what goes on on the other side? And I shared with them what I thought. And I said, but this is what I believe today. I have no idea if it's going to change tomorrow. I refuse to put a lid on my belief systems. They're mm-hmm. constantly growing and changing. Mm-hmm. And I could tell you're doing the same thing. I think living, don't you feel like living your life from an open-minded observation has been really beneficial for your growth
1: oh yeah the, and it's so much more fun the curiosity yeah. of it the possibility of it um yeah it's it's I, I just i don't even know how to go back into the box um <laughs> that that is proposed for us it just feels so small and, and diminishing and way
0: less fun yeah do you ever come across people in your everyday life that try to put you in that box?
1: Oh, constantly. Constantly. How
0: do you, how do you handle that?
1: Um, with a sense of humor, you know, Um, I, well, and, and I think compassion. So I practice compassion. I meditate on compassion. It's, it's my thing. I, I call it leading from love. And, um, because I need to work on it every day. You know, like, it's not like it comes easy. It's, it's. yes, I love easily, but being compassionate is, is not easy every day. So I, I try to see them for what they are, which is someone who's trying to keep themselves safe. Because, um, and I talked about this in my lesson, is our first, you know, primary human needs is love, safety, and belonging. Mm-hmm. And safety is is a big one so when i don't fit in the box when i don't do what i'm supposed to according to the scripts i i am presenting as a danger and that's why a lot of women in the past you know they burned witches at the stake because they presented as a danger um to the scripts and the programming so I kind of you say, yeah, I see you. You want me to get in the box because I look like danger to you. Um, but I'm not. And you're going to learn something from me, you know. And also with humor, just laughing like, yeah, I see you. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nice. Thanks for that.
0: <laughs> do you ever have, because of that, difficulty with uh, getting along with people? Or um, do you find it... I wouldn't say difficult making friends because I think we get choosy and we, we do find our light-minded people, but I'm living in a, a location that's new to me and I play a lot of tennis and you definitely don't have very conscious, spiritually conscious people on the tennis court. At least that hasn't been my experience. Mm-hmm. So I find that my belief systems, the way you are, they can be very threatening to people and mm-hmm. people, the belonging thing is interesting. They'll push me out of the circle.
1: Right? Do you ever yeah. have
0: experiences like that?
1: I have. Um, and I'm, I wonder about
0: parents where, I'm Sorry, what was that? No, no, no. Uh, I know sometimes parents have this too with other parents. Like it's difficult with kids in schools, but go ahead, finish what you're going to say.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I've definitely experienced that. Um, and I'm lucky where I live now, I'm, I'm in a, well, Victoria, BC has as many yogas. Studios as it does Starbucks like they're on every corner um, and I find yogic um, I think I, fi- I find people who are into the yoga and a yogic lifestyle are more open yeah um, and so I'm really lucky where I live now having said that you know practicing criminal law uh, is a pretty closed-minded arena um, and so yeah I've come across that and I just um you know I've decided not to to shy away from it anymore mm-hmm. um, you know i <laughs> i and at the same time, it's difficult, so it depends on what day you ask me like right now, I'm feeling strong, and yeah, no bullshit, I'll just you know tell them like you know what I believe in, and they can take it or leave it. but there are other days when I feel lonely and um unsupported and um, misunderstood um, so yeah it, it, it can be hard and I find um, that community is really important so I try to surround myself with people who are who are more like me um, and I try to create community here in person and online for for people to have that as well um, And when, and I try to keep those ties so you know Um, I just recently reconnected with a a woman who's running a a circle here locally, and I'll be doing it on Zoom, but at least I'll be surrounded by those people because I need that. Like, I need to have that filled up for me. So it doesn't look like it used to pre-COVID, but it's something. It's better than nothing.
0: Yeah. I I love that you said uh, we look for love, safety, and belonging. Mm. And I am assuming this is all stuff that we can give ourselves.
1: It is. And we're just, um, I mean, this is from, this is from science. And so the belief is that we as communal um, animals, look for it from each other um but we can definitely give it to ourselves but it's kind of we are hardwired to look to 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 be uh we are hardwired to be on the lookout to make sure we get those things safety love and belonging and and then you know like i said in my lesson, the, uh, Maslow's hierarchy, you know, at the top of the hierarchy is self-actualization and, and be, being your full potential as, a, as whatever you can be. And so if you're stuck down in the love, safety, and belonging, then it's very difficult, if not impossible, to get to the top of Maslow's hierarchy, the, the pyramid, and be your self-actualized being, Right. because you're still trying to be safe and to belong and to have love.
0: It's so interesting. It's just, uh, it's this whole experience of my move has been so amazing and it's, it's been this lesson. So it's been so great. Mm. Um, Challenging too, you know, there have been definitely moments that have been unbelievably challenging, but it's been like so incredible because this is what I'm gaining. So Mm. my last question to you is, I have one app to this, but it's more about how you work so we can find you. And then I'm going to open it to Q&A. But what are your rituals, Lorraine, that keep you centered and balanced? What are your like mm-hmm. daily, do you have daily? I know you have yoga. I love yoga too. I'm actually finally going to finish my certification. Oh, good um, for you. Yeah, I just did it for myself. And um, it's it's just so, oh my goodness, the mat is so important. That's why I really have to find a Canadian. And Victoria has so, much, so many yoga studios. I'm going to have to move there. So I may be talking to you later going, get any single men? No, anyway. um, (laughs) What are some of the rituals that keep you really balanced or help you to, to maintain this incredible Mm -hmm. light that you are?
1: Mm, Thank you. Um, Nature is very important. I live in the country um, and I need to be able to connect, to listen to the birds, to watch the wind blow you know I go to the seashore a lot because there's an ocean nearby Um, so nature is really important connecting with nature I I've been doing yoga so long now that it's part of my life and I remember when I started it I'm like how can I possibly do that like I need to go off and be on a mountaintop and be you know like a monk in order to live like this And what i found over time is that's not true at all. Um, And so I do this thing where I I constantly remind myself to bring my mat to my life, my yoga mat to my life. So I, you know, if I go, I will go into a bathroom and do, you know, breathing, box breathing or something if I need to, you know. So I bring the yoga into my life um, and find a way to do that. Um, for triggers, for trauma triggers, I use tapping a lot. So that's, um, you know, the, the Nick Orton tapping um, on the meridian points. Uh, my kids are really grounding. <laughs> I recently got a puppy because <laughs> I have a tendency to float. Like, if you don't, don't tie me down. I might float right off the, the surface of the planet, Right. <laughs> because i can i can go into um imagination and and ethereal things pretty easily so i've been kind of out there a bit lately and so i felt like i really needed to to come back into and occupy my human existence and so i thought what would be better than a puppy um so he, she is helping me to be more present in the moment because presence is really important to me. Um, my yoga, my meditation, um, I'd like to say exercise, but not lately. Um, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. I love
0: it. First of all, I, I, I have two dogs and three cats, um, mm. But I've been looking at, um, I'm like, oh, just ready for another puppy. But I'm not doing it yet in this house because I I don't have a, I have a downslope backyard. So, Mm. Um, well,
1: I'll just remind you, it's worse than having a baby. Like, I forgot how much work they were. Oh, it is.
0: (laughs) When I got my second dog, um, my business got really busy and I put them in a boot camp for three weeks because Mm -hmm. I couldn't handle it. And I won't do that again because I missed some of his puppyhood, you know? He was just so cute. But um, thankfully it helped me because he was a a little terror. Uh, Mm. Great. So the last thing I wanna ask, and then we're gonna turn it over to Q&A, see if anybody has any questions, but let's talk about how, I'm gonna put your website in there, but the best, like some of the greatest things that you do to help people on this journey in their lives. And I know you did. Thank you so much for doing a class for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but so your website is loreencoward.com. I'm putting it in the chat. We will always have it on your page anyway, where the Q and A is. We put all the information, but sure. tell us is a little bit about
1: Nolan, no, no, Nolan card, right? Not coward.
0: Yeah. I don't know why I yeah. did that. Laureen Nolan And it's, uh, yeah. I just put it in. sorry about that, honey. So oh, tell yes. us about You have different coaching programs and stuff. So tell us about some great ways that people can work with you.
1: Yeah, so I am doing a group coaching program in January, which will be around this kind of journey um, of revealing and releasing. So revealing the scripts, releasing the scripts. I call them scripts. It's programming, whatever, you, beliefs, limiting beliefs, and then reclaiming those parts of ourselves and, and doing it in community because that also has been part of my journey. Um, So trauma and the scripts happens in community. It's created in community. And releasing it and reclaiming also um, works best done in community. So that will be a three-month program. And we we work each week on different concepts that that are part of those modules, revealing, releasing, and reclaiming. That will begin the middle of January for three months. Um, I also do um, one-on-one right now. I haven't created it into a group program. It's the Emotional Liberation Therapy, which is around learning to live with your emotions, not suppress them or or be Mm -hmm. controlled by them, but to have them exist as messengers in your life, Because they have really important messages to bring us, but we aren't taught how to understand our emotions. There's a lot of misunderstanding around it. And, um, you know, trauma and bad experiences also come through the body, which comes, its language is through emotions. So the body speaks to us in lots of different ways, but one way is through emotions. Um, And so that is about understanding what, for example, your anger wants for you, you know, and being able to sit with that and learn from it. It's a practice. It's very much based in yoga to um, become present to it every day. So there's that. Um, And then I also do have a community online which is um, around trauma and meant to bring people together together to speak about what's going on in their lives and just be able to, you know, have that support and those resources. And I bring, I bring all kinds of resources in there, uh, like you do, to, for people to be able to, you know, try different things
0: out. Love that, that's great. Um, so guys, you can check her out. I put the website in the chat. It's Lorreen. I'm gonna say it right this time because you have a beautiful name, by the way. It's so Nolancard.ca and you can check out all the things that she's offering and then there's also a contact on there where you can contact her and ask her more about her programs and especially about that January group she's starting if you're interested. Um, I love the fact that you're teaching people how to be in their emotions. Uh, mm. I think that's so freaking important. I think like I'm going to be 50. Mm, I just spit. You didn't see that. Thank God. I just, uh, I'm going to be 55 in a couple of weeks. And, um, I really like, I, I own that I'm an emotional person and I no longer make myself like wrong for it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a superpower too. Like, yes. Yeah. I like, I was told I was too emotional. I was overly sensitive. I'm Mm -hmm. probably a sensitive person, you know, by definition. And, um, Yeah, learning to own that and see it as welcome and empowering has been really life-changing,
0: yeah. Yeah, for me too. It's like, um, because I used to be very, very depressed, like severely depressed years Mm -hmm. ago. And it's not, Mm -hmm. I'm like this, it's not depression anymore. Thank God I've gotten through that. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, so I'm sad. Why Mm -hmm. am I sad? And then I investigate it. And then I'm like, hmm, that's an old, that's not a real sometimes you're habitual, I'm habitually in an emotion that's not really true anymore, but I'm just like, you know, this is who I am and Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm accepting of it. So I love that you brought that up. So are there any parting words before we go, sweetie?
1: Oh, I want to thank you so much. It has been so great talking to you. I, you know, these conversations are gems too, really. Um, and so what a gift for me today. Thank you so much, Marilyn.
0: Same here. And I really, I can't say how much I appreciate you giving your time into my community and any way that we can spread the word about you, please let us know. Um, We're happy to do that.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome.